what's good guys <laughs> i am back with another episode finally i know my last episode was just like to catch you guys a little up to speed on what i've been going through and what i've been having going on um which has been a lot but now i'm in a much 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 better 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 space especially physically and i think i'll do an episode on that one day just to talk about that so i just before i talk about this episode as you can see the title is childhood trauma so before i get into some of my childhood trauma or something that you know affected my um my life especially growing up as i told you guys I did a lot of things because of me not being healed from my childhood. So I'm going to talk about one of the things that has happened to me. Um, So, but before I do that, I just want to say that I am doing this episode because this is something that I've been through. Um, And I don't want anyone to feel like, I'm bashing anyone, of course. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm doing it for attention. I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me at all. So I don't want anyone, <laughs> after they listen to it, like, oh, girl, I'm so sorry that you went through that. No, it's okay, because like I said, I am healed from this situation completely. So it's okay. It no longer affects me. But I just wanted to say... um, I don't know, like, if it's going to or if it will trigger anyone. So it is about, like, drug abuse, um, just to say that. So I just want to give everybody, like, you know, just a warning of all of that. Because it may be a little heavy, it may be a little thick, it may even be a little intense. (laughs) But I just want to, you know, just say that just so you guys know. And, um... Before I thought about doing this episode, I actually recorded this episode months ago. And then I went back and I listened to it. And I was like, nah. <laughs> like halfway there, I was like, nah, I think I'm going to do it over because I don't know, like, if that's how I want to tell it, which it's my story, so I can tell it however I want to tell it. But that way, like, just listening to it and, and the way I was telling the story, there was still a lot of like hurt, I'll say, I guess. So now I'm completely okay with telling it. And so, yeah, so let's get right on into it. So as I said, this episode is about um, some of my childhood trauma. So my grandmother took care of my younger brother my older my older yeah my older siblings and myself she adopted myself and my younger brother my younger brother she took straight from the hospital after my mother had him um as far as myself a lot of people ask me all the time do i remember living with my mother as a child and i always say no cuz i don't i don't remember living with my mother as a child and you know what I'm actually grateful that I don't remember it because I feel like it would have been a lot more healing that I had to do and a lot more trauma because of what I experienced that I was told 
I'm glad I don't remember it. And I'm so glad I don't remember it because like I said, it probably would have been terrible. So from what I was told by multiple people, it wasn't just one person. Multiple people told me the same story. So my mother, um, before I tell the story, my mother was on drugs until I was, ooh, I can't remember how old I was. I know she's been clean for, well, no, since I was like, she's been on drugs since I was like, maybe like 10, around there. So yeah, somewhere around there. So I was, well, my other siblings and myself, we were at my mother's house and one of my brothers told me that they were upstairs asleep and they came downstairs my mother was not home so she ended up leaving us in the house so my brother came came downstairs um and i was laying on the on the floor in a puddle of blood so what happened well what i was told was what happened was i was hit in the face with a toy fire truck and I still have marks on my face from it. Um, I was hit in the face with a toy fire truck. And one of my brothers got blamed for doing it because he just kind of just like took the blame from my understanding because it really wasn't him. It was someone else. So... He also told me that I was just being dragged all over the house. Like, it's just, it's a crazy story. And it's just like, damn. And I would, when I first was, when someone told me this story for the first time, I tried to picture it in my head. And at the, at the time I was being told this story, I was probably, ooh, I'll say 18, maybe, maybe a little younger. And I was old enough where they thought like it was okay for me to know and when I was when they told me this story I um try to picture it in my hand that's one thing about me if I'm not present for a story being told like like I try to like imagine it in my head so I tried to like picture it in my head and then it made me really like emotional and then it was I was like dang like I can't believe like someone will actually do that to a child and then the child is me so it's like it hits completely different so, um, so after that happened, um, we were, my mom had to go to court and this, yeah, she, my, yeah. So we had to go to court and she lost custody. Um, and, we, and I was placed with my, my grandmother and after that of course my mother lost her rights to us in like 2001 and I ended up finding that out because I was in a paper now anybody that knows me (laughs) knows that I'm gonna find something out and I don't know what made me I guess like as I got older like I just wanted to know more about whatever and I ended up like looking it up or something like looking up I ended up like searching my mother's name or something like that and it popped up and I like it messed me up completely when I seen it I was like oh my goodness 
house. This is actually in the paperwork because we were adopted. So they put it in the paper, of course, me and my younger brother. Um, so I don't remember like any of that. I don't remember it getting hit. I don't remember none of that. Like I said, I was really, really young. The only thing I have is just the scars on my lip to prove it. Like, so one thing before I was told that story, my uncle used to always tell me when I was old enough that pretty much I've been through a lot and that I could have been dead and I should have been dead. And my aunt used to always tell him, and you know, God rest his soul, used to always tell him like, no, don't do it. But in a way, like, I'm glad that he did tell me because I feel like if he wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have known because one thing that my family do, nobody takes accountability and no, everyone just like sweeps a lot of shit just under the rug. So I was glad that he was able to, you know, just sit down with me and tell me like, this is what happened with this. This is what's going on with this. Like, you were, you were put through a lot of stuff. And I'm very, very thankful that he, you know, told me that. Because I would have known. So when he brought it up to me and I brought it up to someone else, I tried to downplay the situation. But then when I talked about some of the things with my siblings, my siblings was like, my siblings were just like, look, this is what I remember this is what I seen and then this is what happened and I was just like oh okay which was pretty much the same story you know so so um other than that I used to me and my brother used to go over my mother's house on the weekends and it used to like be hell kind of and I think it was mainly because of my mother being on drugs. So we would just stay in the room with my other brother, my younger brother. So we were just um, be in the room the entire time we were there. So me and my brother, my mom and my dad used to split weekends. So we would go over in my mom's house Friday, Saturday. And then Saturday to Sunday, we would go with my father and we would go and spend time with our other siblings, my other kids, no, my dad's other kids. So I really enjoyed that time with my dad. And then it made me um, close with my dad. So I'm a lot closer with my dad than my mom, of course. And I, I remember one weekend, my mom was just so, just strung out, really. And she and my stepdad I still call him my stepdad till this day it's my younger brother's father because he's always been amazing he's never treated me wrong or he's never you know like he's always been like a father to me and I love him so much for that and he told me as I got older as well because one thing I didn't know that either was that my mother was on drugs really bad and he tried to get her off of them and then he ended up getting on them so I remember one weekend, it was my niece, my brother, myself, and we were bored. We didn't know, you know, like we're just sitting in a room all day. And I guess like, it's a little foggy, but I do remember him getting upset and we were locked outside. Like he locked us outside. We couldn't get back in the house. So my brother, and my niece, they started walking. And of course, I'm going to walk with them. I'm not just going to let them go, you know, by themselves. And we were so young. 
at the time. I want to say I might have been like seven, like if that, and they were younger than me. And we ended up walking back home. So we're walking and I guess like they started looking for us. They couldn't find us. So we get to the bridge, which is like pretty much the halfway point. And one of my sister's friends sees us, calls her all the way. I think my sister's in Atlanta at the time, calls my sister in Atlanta and tells her that she'd just seen her daughter and her siblings. We're kids. We are children, <laughs> like seven and like four and five or whatever. Like you see us walking and you know, you call my sister and tell her that we're walking, but you don't say like, where you guys trying to get to? Where you going? You know, like, but whatever. <laughs> so we get to our house and we're knocking on the door. No one is answering the door. <laughs> no one. So like, oh, my grandma's car isn't there. So now that I'm older, I'm like, no one was answering the door because they were out looking for us. <laughs> so we end up going to my grandma's friend's house who recently passed away, God rest her soul. And I called her my aunt. So we ended up going to her house because we knew where she lived. Of course, we were always there. So we go to her house. And when we get there, she opens the door and she comes out. And I remember this like it was yesterday. She comes out and she has this phone in her hand. And she's like, I have the kids. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) So... They get back to the house. So everyone's like looking for us. So we get to, and I don't remember how we got back to our house, which she really lived literally like a street over. So I can't remember if like we walked, she walked with us. I can't remember any of that. But I remember sitting in the chair in the dining room and it was my mom, my stepdad, my aunt, my uncle, my grandmother. Like everyone was so worried about us and so worked up. (laughs) And... My my grandmother was about to beat us. And my uncle was like, no, no, you don't, don't let her do it. Referring to my mother. So they're all like just yelling at us like, what were you guys thinking? You'll have something going to happen. Like everyone's just going in and we're kids. So we can't really say anything. So we're just like looking at each other. And I'm the oldest. So like, I'm really getting it. Cause it's like, you definitely knew, <laughs> knew better. But what they didn't know was we left because of us being locked out of the house was the reason why we left. Because they were so strung out on drugs and who locks kids outside, you know? That's kind of, that's terrible. Especially kids like the ages like seven and under, you know? So my mom did beat us, but she like smacked us at the belt like one time. That was the only time I I remember getting beat. As a, I don't. I didn't really get beat. I didn't get beat as a child. Um, I didn't get beat, but I was um, abused. So, but I'm gonna, you know, do that in another episode. So after after that, I don't even remember like <laughs> what happened. I don't remember if like we were on punishment or. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't remember. But I do remember um, going to my mother's house and we're getting in trouble. And one thing, okay, so 
I remember going into my mom's room multiple times because um, we were just so bored. Like, there was nothing for us to do. And my grandmother is such a good-hearted person, so (laughs) she always felt like we needed that time with our mother. And I remember going in there multiple times, and like I said, I'm seven, if not younger, taking the cigarette out of my mother's hand and putting it out. Because there's been multiple times where she would fall asleep because she's so high up. She would fall asleep with a cigarette in her hand and she had so many cigarette holes, like burnt holes in her blanket. I remember all of that. I also remember um, I was really, I was over my mom's house one time and I was really sick. And I I remember throwing up in the bathroom. And I'm telling my mom, and she tells me I had to clean it up. And you know what? I think that is, that place, I think that's why I have the weakest stomach. (laughs) Because I am seven years old and I'm cleaning up my own throw up. And as I'm trying to clean it up, I'm just like, I just keep throwing up. Like, because it's like, ugh. Like, and then she shut me in the bathroom. And told me that I couldn't leave out the bathroom until it was clean and I just remember being in there for so long I don't remember how long but I remember I was in there for a a long time and I just remember like having a towel and just trying to clean up trying my best to clean it up and I just kept throwing up like it was just it was terrible it was so it was so bad And I don't even remember, like, what happened with the towel after that. I just remember trying to clean up with a towel. And I know this is horrible, and I know um, it's not, I'm not going to say, it's not not hard for me to tell. It's just, like, telling it, I'm just, like, saying I really went through all of this. And a lot of people don't even know that I went through all of this. So I do remember, and I remember that, um... I also um, so me and my mother's relationship we never really had a good relationship Um, it didn't get worse until I got older Um, I think I was about maybe 12 where it like completely took a turn and I think it did because excuse me I think it did because I'm older so I'm like realizing a lot more now but at this at this point I didn't know my mother was on drugs yet not until you know what I'll say 11 because yeah 11 because I didn't know i I knew my mom was on drugs when I turned 12. So, at this age, my mother is starting to take my stuff. Um, I remember one time my mom, my grandma bought me these nice Nikes. They were so dope. They were like red and gold and white. They, oh my goodness, I love these shoes. And I looked everywhere for these shoes. And one day I was sitting on my mom's feet. And I went to my grandmother and I was so upset and I was so emotional. And I was like, Grandma, my mom has my shoes on her feet. <laughs> like, oh. And then I remember my grandma just saying, like, it's okay, just let it go. 
And it would just like be like little stuff that I would notice a mind that she would have. And I just was like, oh, okay, girl. <laughs> okay. So we didn't get into it until like I think our first that I can remember but was I was around 11 because I was on punishment for something I can't remember what I was on punishment for and one thing about me as a child I used to always be outside I never stayed in the house so my friends would come over and they're like girl what's going on you ain't coming outside and it was my birthday and I was like no I'm on punishment so my grandmother wasn't home at the time my mom was there and my mom was just like no and I was like my friends can't come in and she just was like no like just really mean and I was like all right I guess you know because I'm on punishment so I would go upstairs in my room and I would just like just look out the window and talk to my friends <laughs> so that way and they were like this sucks like and I'm like I know I know so then my grandma got back home and I told her about it and I was like my friends came over and they just wanted to come in like just to sing happy birthday to me and my mom said no and she was like no they could have came in and then that really made me upset because I was like oh my goodness like and it just took me back to being younger and being in her house just like locked in a room all day so that like you know messed me up a little bit too and I remember so when I okay so when I was 12 I remember being in, and I'll never forget this. I remember being in Walmart with one of my aunts. And one thing that um, a lot of people always talked about was my weight. So I used to be insecure about my weight a little bit because of, and my height, because of like what people would say to me. So. Um, my, my, me and my aunt, we were in Walmart and the conversation came out of nowhere. And she says to me, I might've been, I might've been a little older. I might've been a little older than 12. I know I was, I was around that age though, around like 12 or 13. And I know it was around the time my mother just stopped, um, using drugs because she stopped when she had my last brother. So, my aunt tells me that my mother was on drugs, and she was like, yeah, your mother used to be really pretty, like, really beautiful. And she was like, she used to be a lot bigger than what she is, and now she's smaller because she was was on drugs. And I'm just looking at her like, okay. And she was like, and that's how she lost all her weight. So my aunt says to me, don't go start, don't start using drugs just because it makes you skinny. And I was like, what? And I didn't tell anyone that for years because it like messed me up in my head. And I'm like, how can you say something like that to a child like that? Like, oh, it messed me up. But it happened. She said it. Can't take it back. So when I was 13, and then it can also be like in the same, like around the same age, because a lot happened from the ages of like 12 to 14 for me, like a lot, or no, I'm sorry, 10 to 14. 
so we moved um like 45 minutes away from a lot of my fellow all of my family because where we moved to none of my family was out there and i remember getting into it with my mom i can't even remember what it was about um but when i got older is when i start to realize that a lot of us getting into it was just like her showing off for other people so at this point um Looking back now, I can say that she was showing off. So my sister came in town. My sister lived in Atlanta. Um, so she came into town and my mother showing off really bad for her. And we got into it really bad. And like, I can't remember what the argument was about. I can't even remember like how it started or anything. All I remember is I cried all night. I remember my sister taking me out on the balcony. No, I went out on the balcony. My sister came out there. And, or she might've took me out there, I can't remember. And I'm out there and I'm in tears. And I say to her, I said, I hate her, I hate her. And she was like, no, like, don't say that. And she was like, one thing about mom, you can't, you have to tell her how you feel, but you can't, you can't explain it to her. She said, you have to write her a letter and tell her how you feel that way. And that is why I started to, whenever I, whenever I used to feel a certain way about my mother, I used to text her so she can read and understand. Because I've tried to have a conversation with her a couple times and it turned into a screaming match and it turned into me not getting my point across or me not getting anything out. And it's just all about her and what she's saying. So one thing about my mother, she doesn't take no type of accountability. She is in denial about her being on drugs. She, in her head, she raised us. And she did none of those things. And I ended up staying with my mom one time when I was 20. It was for a couple of months. It was not a long period of time. And it was the worst time of my life. I will say, like, it was terrible. Um, We argue so much. And one thing that my mother does is she thinks that you touched this or you took this and it's just simply like just her just misplacing it or she just never had it honestly and that year like that time that I lived there and it might even been a year like it was terrible like it was really bad it was really really bad and I remember one time my grandmother came over and we got into it so bad and I'm standing there and I stayed with her because I just came home from college so I didn't have anywhere um, to go at the time, my grandma was in a small apartment, I believe. And I remember begging, no, I'm sorry. My grandma wasn't in a smaller apartment. She had someone, someone else was living with her. I don't know, something like that. So, which that's really irrelevant. So I remember standing there in the doorway of my room and I'm telling my grandma, like, please let me go with you. Like, can I just come with you? And she just was like, no. But the reason why she said no was because I had so much stuff at my mother's house. I wouldn't have been able to tote it all that night because it was a lot. So, but that's the only time I lived with her. And it was really bad. And like I said, she's in denial about a lot of things. Um, and I told her that until she gets the help that she needs we there's no we don't have a relationship 
we don't, there's nothing for us to talk about. There's nothing for her to, to dis, nothing for us to discuss. And she's not going to get help. So I just have to close that chapter of my life and just have to d- disconnect myself from her. And it sucks. Yes. Um, I'm no longer hurt by it because of, I can't keep allowing her to put me through everything that she's put me through all over again. I can't keep doing that. Like I'm in a really good place in my life and I'm just trying to continue to heal and continue to grow. And I don't want no toxic anything around me. I don't want no negativity around me just because of the place that I'm in. And I'm still like slowly just eliminating people like who I thought was good for me or who I thought was there for me or who I thought was supportive and just want me to do well and they don't and it sucks because it's a lot of people that is like I was really really close for and I was there for them but that's okay I'm okay with that and I just don't want toxic people in my life anymore and I'm like I said I'm okay with that like I'm glad that I'm finally able to talk about this situation without getting emotional and that's how I know that I've healed from it and I've grown from the situation. And sometimes I think about it and I'm just like, dang, I wish I had that relationship with my mother. But I can't because of everything that my mother been through. And one of my siblings told me a long time ago that she's pretty, like my mother just pretty much brain dead at this point. And I was just like, damn, okay, that's, you know, a harsh way to put whatever. And recently... This was probably a couple months ago. I was in a really bad mental space. And to be, you know, open about it, I thought about, you know, committing suicide. So one thing that I did was I reached out to my mother. Well, I tried to reach out to my mother. And I called her phone probably about five to seven times. I called her phone not even being dramatic (laughs) and she did not answer not one phone call and this was probably like oh October and even though like we had like this big argument in August like whatever I was going through I just needed I feel like I just need her to tell me, like, you know, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Like, I needed that for my mother. And I didn't get that. So I had ended up asking my aunt to call her. I was like, can you call my mom? And she was like, oh, she's not going to answer for me. And I was like, can you just, just, just see for me? And she picked up. And when I say, like, that crushed me, oh, my goodness. I was like what like I'm over here like literally going through so much mentally and all I wanted like was for you to tell me not even like it's gonna be okay because like when you're going through stuff like that with like depression anxiety you don't want to be told you're gonna be okay it wasn't even that it was just more so me like wanting to vent to her you know like if that makes sense and she wasn't there for me so when she answered the phone I was like Oh, no. I was like, yeah, this is exactly why I'm done. I'm just, I'm completely done with her because you don't know what was going on with me. And I'm in a whole nother state. Anything could have been happening. I'm calling you that many times and you don't answer your phone. That's pretty fucked up. But, you know, it happened. Um, 
she didn't answer. And it is what it is. There's nothing that I can do about it. There's nothing I can't change it. And one thing that my grandpa's wife told me is you cannot, you can't change what you can't control. And I was like, oh, you're right. You definitely cannot change what you can't control. And she was like, and what you can change and what you can't control, why stress over it? And I was like, girl, you're right. <laughs> you are right. So that's that. <laughs> that's my, you know, some of or one of the main things that um, I went through with my childhood. And I'm very glad that I'm in a really better place. I'm glad that I am still growing. I am completely, I'm proud of my own growth. Like, I'm proud of myself because I came a long way, especially this year. This year, when I tell you, it was probably the worst year of my life. I'm glad it's almost over. (laughs) And I still think about it like, dang, I really went through a lot this year. A lot that a lot of people don't even know about. So... The fact that I'm making it out this year and on a positive note, and I'm not in the same headspace I was in a couple months ago, says a lot. I'm glad that I am growing. Mental health is real. Like I always say it is, you know, just be there for your people. And that is pretty much it. I hope this episode helps whoever and when I mean helps whoever I mean I hope it helps whoever's going through or whoever went through something similar as myself I hope this helps you heal from things that you're keeping to yourself hope it helps you heal from things that you don't talk about and that no one knows that you're going through and that you're battling within yourself I just you know I just hope that I'm able to help someone else's growth, as always. And I'm going to end this episode with this. I hope you guys have an amazing, positive, wonderful day. And I will catch you guys on the next episode.